All right, welcome back to TLDR. This is Nick, our third trade issue. Can you believe 30-plus issues we've done so far? I'm your friendly neighborhood backcracker, Dr. Joe. With me, as always, is my hunk in crime. Together, we are the uh, – Jesus, he did it again. <laughs> <laughs> we are the Woodward Bernstein of the Dark Shared Universe. Friar, my guy, how are we doing? I'm doing great. I, I just don't know why you keep listening to Change My Mind right beforehand. You know the comic book minute is abbreviated from what we're going to talk about here. If you could just wait five minutes, you wouldn't you know, feel obligated to do exactly what Wes does every single time. Well, you know, you know, it's settled me up the past two weeks. It's just making the, the easy transition from saying we're the, you know, we are the Woodward and Bernstein, the dork shared universe. My mind's mm -hmm. going a mile a minute here. I'm excited for today. Yeah. And uh, so yep, there it is again. So, you know, it provides good content, Nick. Before we get into what's new too, Doc, I want to let everybody know we did tease last week that we were going to have a Friarside chat for you. And of course, we didn't end up having it. That interview got pushed back a little bit. We will let you know with this one and with everyone in the future when we have it in the can because we, <laughs> I, I personally hate telling people we have something in the works when we don't already have it done because I don't want to tease something because just shit happens all the time. Whether it's me, you, or the person that we're interviewing, something always seems to happen. So we just – I'd rather – Wait till we have it, and then we'll tell you guys. Even if that means it's the day before, we don't tell you till it, we have it. Just got to keep uh, them so papers all, popped. Yes, exactly. So we, we do have something that works, but we won't go any further than that until we have it done. And that's that's the end of that. Speaking of things that we have in the works, by the way, Doc, uh, for those watching us on the stream right now, where there's a Dork Shared Universe Facebook page, Twitter, or, of course, over on your Twitch, uh, you'll notice that we have a new logo positioned above my head, Amazon Associates. And we have that in our link tree. It's the, I think it's actually the first tab in our link tree, which is with our TLDR uh, Twitter page and Instagram page. And what we did with that is on my personal like portfolio website, I decided to do it there just because it's simple. All the books that we've talked about are all available there to buy on Amazon. We know we talk about the local comic shop and we absolutely, Doc and I still go to ours, absolutely support him. But there are some times where trades are, you know, you can't find certain ones at at your local comic shop or at like a Newberry Comics even. And heck, there's sometimes even on Amazon. I know there's one book that I wanted to grab on there that wasn't available there or at the local comic shop. So I was a little frustrated by that. Anyways, we have them all available there now for you guys. We'll be updating them week to week with the new books that we're talking about on the show. Um, and it'll be simple there, you know, nice and easy for you guys to get on Amazon. And of course, you know, we're associates, so we uh, we have to mention that we can receive compensation for the recommendations we make. But we're making the recommendations that we want and then just giving you guys ac easy access to those there. That's really all it is that it comes down to at the end of the day. So, but I'm, I'm excited to have that for everybody there, Doc, as much as it's taken a few weeks to get all those books because some of the series <laughs> that we've done, my God, there's so much to them. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, even if you just uh, you know put the first book on there, and then people can you know hopefully pick them up you know based on our recommendations and grab the first book and, and then get hooked. I mean, it's it's awesome having them all. I think in one place, you know, yeah. because not everyone's near a, a comic book shop either, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and not everyone's closed. Going out. I mean, Hub is still down. It's I mean they're still renovating and all that. It's been a year, so I've been going to to Newbury Comics, but you know we will always you know uh, promote um, local comic book shops first and foremost, but. It's easy to just boom, click the link. There they are. Boom, have it at your house in a couple of days. Get yeah. reading and uh, have a ball. 
I think that's something just as much as important as as important as it is to support the local comic shops. Also important to support the creators in the industry too, the writers, yes. the artists, and, and everybody else involved too. And by buying here, you do that as well. So that's and, and look, it's just at the end of the day, these are the books that we're talking about. If you guys want to read them, we've had people ask us like, where can we get them? Blah blah blah. The people who are new to comics and whatnot, this is a nice and easy one stop shop for you. We're putting them all the ones that we talk about over there on the show, and it's all up to date, other than. The current episode now as we are streaming, but I will have those up for you by the time the audio version of the show drops. But that's enough of that, Doc. Uh, what have you been catching up on reading aside from what's new this week? So I caught up on a couple of books. I read Radiant Black number two. Uh, great. I love where this story's going. Um, this was uh, not a lot of action in this book, a, a, a little more uh, you know, uh, story advancement, character development, but it's a really good uh, series so far. Matt Higgins uh is writing that so uh, he's been doing a lot of good stuff lately um i read uh my first uh batman book of uh the tiny run he's been writing batman you know for a year plus now and mm -hmm. Batman, like just main title batman was just one of those things that i i i stayed current on in terms of sort of knowing the plot points that were going on the joker war stuff like that but this is the first book that i've actually picked up and read and so this starts uh, with a fresh storyline, and it, it runs parallel uh, to the uh, the future state stuff they were getting. So same story, but but told differently, right? Because mm -hmm. this story is happening on this Earth, and that was took place whenever that took place. But it's a bit of a magistrate origin story. Or that's sort of the feel I got with, with reading that. So that was a lot of fun. That was a really good book, and the um, the Damian Wayne uh, story, you know. Uh, the little short story at the end of this book with him and uh, uh, his madre uh, was really interesting too. So, oh, yeah, Talia? Talia, baby. So, if Talia. you haven't read, uh, you know, Batman 106, uh, pick it up. It was a good one. Are you going to get Batman 107? You think too? I think I'm going to keep reading this because okay. I like where the story is going. So, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to follow, I'm going to follow uh, this one up. Uh, I need sure. to know what that new villain's going to be like. Was it Missy? Miracle Molly, Molly. Miracle, Miracle Molly. Molly, Miracle Molly. I need to know what she's like. And then in 107, I believe you're going to get a backup story too with Ghostmaker. I saw yeah. all that's all over on Geek Worldwide. I remember writing about it a little while back. And I'm yeah. like, Ghostmaker is has an awesome look. So I'm curious oh, how that. And he that was, and he was awesome in this book too. Okay, so, so you, I'm, you get you get you get Ghostmaker. You get like one panel of Miracle Molly's face, but you understand a little bit about, you know, the character within the story that's going on. So I, I'm definitely looking forward to, I gotta get, the, I gotta get in on the, the ghost maker stuff. Cause that yeah, looks yeah, yeah. so, that looks so cool. Yeah. He was awesome in this book. He was absolutely fantastic. And then the last book I read was, uh, I walk with monsters, uh, number four. So this has been a great series. I can't wait to talk about this one. This book was a little bit of a flashback. We get sort of a, an origin of, the monster that that it follows the main character around. So that this was a good issue, uh, and I'm I'm looking forward to, to the next one for sure. One quick question before I get into what I've caught up on: yeah. Radiant Black. Do you think that has potential to be something you do an episode on down the line? It definitely has potential. Okay, and this one, I'm not this 100 percent on it, but it has potential. Okay, because this is that's one that will probably take a little while before you do it. Though I don't know if you're going to do it after the first arc or maybe wait two because this is an ongoing title. This is not going to be. Correct. A short one. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I finally got to read uh, Black Knight Curse of the Ebony Blade, the first issue that came out last week. And I'm, I like what we got so far because it's just, you're seeing him interact with some other Avengers characters too. And he's been mixed in with them over the years and he's dealing with a lot. This character, I, 
the thing that I'm most interested in with this character is he's supposed to be in the Eternals. In the Eternals movie, what role is he going to play just because of – he's got like a serious mood issue, but it's kind of important to his powers too. So I, I just wonder how is he going to be mixed in with all those individuals too. So I, I really like this character, and I think this is going to be five-issue run, so I'm probably going to talk about it on this show uh, based on what I saw during um, – what was it the uh, the one off that he had for um, King and Black, and then this? So I'll, I, I I like this character so far. I don't know if I'm gonna. I, I might look into some more old stuff. I'm not sure. Maybe it's just more the modern version that I'm uh, keen on at this point. But the other two things were from DC: Crime Syndicate and Suicide Squad. Those first issues came out, I believe, last week, if not the week before. I, I caught up on those um, shortly after last week's show, and. Crime Syndicate was kind of setting the table for all the characters that you may have seen in the past. I think there are a few new, but I haven't read a ton on Crime Syndicate. We've only seen them so often. I'm just gonna I'm gonna reserve judgment for right now. Like it seems like it's decent. Like it's not bad. It's not at all bad. It's just like it's the first one and it's a three issue thing. So I'll probably just report back when I get to the third one, unless two was an absolute stinker. And then Suicide Squad was solid. We're dealing with Peacemaker. Um, he's going to be the guy. And then, of course, we have uh, Connor Kent, too. Who's supposed to, it's yeah. just, like you said, with Batman 106 and everything that was going on in Future State, we're building up towards that as well because that's gotcha. the future of what this world could be. And whatever. It's just, it's, it's so <laughs> Speaking of DC, uh, let's get over to what's new. You reviewed – we actually both read this, but you reviewed this for Geeks Worldwide. Batman White Knight presents Harley Quinn issue six by Katana Collins. We talked to a while back when – I think right after the first issue we talked yeah. to her. And that's, of course, available on the audio channel and over on Geeks Worldwide. But, Doc, how do you think she finished things up? Uh, tremendous. This has just been an absolute home run of a series right from the first issue. It's, it's a great crime uh, noir story, but – you know, as I as I wrote in my review, the the greatest thing that this book accomplished was the reimagination of Harley Quinn. And just every issue, you got more depth, you got more layers to her character, and then it all kind of comes full circle for her. And the way that it ends, not just you know with wrapping up the mystery, uh, but what it set up, you know, for Harley Quinn going forward, and the potential for the stories that could come down the line, it was just. It was fantastic. I, I can't rave about this book enough. Yeah, and and I made sure to read this before I checked out your review because <laughs> the chances of there being any spoilers involved or whatever. And I really like this a lot. Is yeah. she's it's a much different take on the characters you've stressed uh, frequently. So if you like Harley Quinn, but you feel like she's kind of just a one note character in the comics or the show or, or um, well the show too. I, but yeah. I guess she, she's more dynamic in the show. But if you don't think there's a whole lot of depth to the character, Katana Collins added a lot to her. And I think that the villain and, and every and just this the Murphy verse, like there's no he said it before, like there's no coming back from shit. So when yeah. bad stuff happens, like it's like that really happened. You can't go and retcon it or whatever. So yeah. I highly recommend it. I've really enjoyed all the White Knight stuff, and I think that this was really well done as well. Speaking of Harley Quinn, she also had a first issue come out this week, and I, I don't know who the artist was for it. I'm kind of glad I don't because that's I don't it's just not for me. I saw the artwork. And I was like, oh, I've just Harley Quinn first issue. Fine. I'll give it a shot. And then eh, I don't really think this is something I'm going to particularly enjoy. And, and then there's Teen Titans Academy issue one. I'm going to try and make time for that one as well. Um, Action Comics 1029 is out this week. Any of those interest you at all? Uh, Teen Titans, nope. Harley Quinn, nope. Uh, Action Comics, 
I, you know, I, I was, so I was at Newberry Comics today, and I was looking at it, and I almost grabbed it, but I grabbed uh, another one instead. I grabbed Detective Comics, ten thirty four instead. Ooh. Oh, wait a minute. That's Mora's on that now, right? Yeah, you know that's right. I was a little yeah, upset because the only cop I, I'm usually all for the variant uh, covers, mm-hmm. uh, but. Uh, what I really wanted for this was the main cover because it was mm-hmm. drawn by Mora, but of course, uh, alas, it's not. But it's uh, it's the same team that did uh, Batman Dark Detective, uh, Marika Tamaki, Mariko Tamaki, Dan Mora, and and also uh, Josh Williamson. Uh, yeah, I was surprised to see him in on that one. I did not know, I knew Tamaki and, and Mora were doing this, but I didn't yeah. know that uh, that Williams was. Did you get a chance to, to open it up yet? Uh, no, not yet because I got it, and then when I came home, I wanted to um. I wanted to read Batman 106 and I walk with monsters and I tried to sneak in Nightwing uh, because I just, uh, you gave it ah. such a high, high review and I wanted to kind of jump in on that, but I just, you know, I didn't have enough time. So there's a three legged dog that like, there's like a little puppy that pops up in the first in Nightwing 78. And apparently DC's trying to give it a name right now. So it better not eye- be fucking Cyclops last. <sighs> That would actually be, I think that would be funnier in this case as a troll job, but I think you can vote on it over on DC's website. I did not weigh in on it, but the dog is very cute. Um, speaking of Cyclops last, Marvel has the first issue of Alien out this week. They, I think they got Alien and Predator, or they get both properties. If not, they just got Alien. It'd just be Alien. Either way, are you interested in this at all? Possibly. Again, when I was at you know, Newberry Comics, you know, when you, when you go there, they've got the, the, you know, the What's New section. Right. They must have had a... Th- thousand copies uh of this book i mean mm. it, it took up two full racks so it doesn't surprise me you know marvel's definitely trying to pump this thing out so uh, if you know when i go next week and it's still there i might grab it you know um, <laughs> yeah it'll still be there next week for sure yeah 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 no doubt but you know what i mean like okay i might depending on what mood i'm in i might grab it and read it but i'm not um I don't know. I'm like on the fence about it. Yeah, I don't blame you for being on the fence. I just want to check it out and see what is what this is what's all about. Like, how are they going to approach it? Because you know, yeah. for me, this is a property that you can't hold back on. You can't right. go and give it a PG-13 rating. It's not going to make a ton of sense. So, what do you do with it here? Because the Marvels, Disney, and they try. I know they try and be careful of stuff and whatever. So, what what's their approach going to be? I because I think that will, this will be a test for them in some capacity. I don't yeah. think it should be. Because Alien is only so popular now, but I think it will be um, something that they use to kind of test things out and like how far they can go with things and how it's received and whatever. So I, I want to give that a shot, but also Carnage, Black, White, and Blood. We, you know, we're, Wolverine. They're doing the same thing with him right now I, I, in the anthology series. So I'm going to give Carnage a shot with this absolutely yeah. too. I love that they're doing this with yeah, DC's doing it as well. It's a great way to bring in new creators and get you know, some that maybe you haven't seen handle a certain character mixed in so i'm i'm all for this kind of stuff and just like they're quick hitting things you know it's not like yeah. you're you're not dying for the next chapter of a story month to month it's just about the experience about getting yeah. to know the character more give me that all day i need i definitely need that especially with these legacy characters who like we've heard a lot of their epic stories already let's hear stuff that where you kind of fill in the cracks with certain things so that, i'm all for that boom once in future 17 i reviewed that for geeks worldwide this week have you gotten a chance to read it yet I read it last night, and I'm curious to – I haven't read your review yet. Okay. I haven't had a chance, but what did you think about it? I really liked it. Yeah. Before I go further, did you really like it? I did. 
Okay. I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, you know how I feel about this book. Well, I, I do, but you also had a, an issue with at one point where you're like, it might be time for them to kind of pump the brakes a little bit and try and wrap things up because they're just not not pump the brakes because they were pumping the brakes. You felt like it was kind of getting right. slow for you. I think this issue is a great representation of why the everything outside the big two is worth your time, worth giving a chance. You know, that's why we part of why we do what we do with um, with the show. With Once in Future, the, uh, 17, they set up three stories. You have the main one. Okay, take yep. the next step there. Then you have the subplot with Merlin and Nimue going on, right? Yep. There. And then the other one is um, the government, right? The whole yes. issue that's going on there. They they took another step, a big step with each of them. And with you know Marvel and DC, it'll be times where it's like, oh, you set up for – set up for like one thing to happen next issue. And it's really just, it's slow. It felt like a drag. This was an entirely a setup issue and it felt like high octane the whole time. Cause like, Oh fuck. Like somebody's about to snap. It's just a matter of who. And then what's the domino effect from there. Right. Which is great. Cause they've been building up the, the Merlin Nimu stuff. You've been seeing it from Merlin's perspective. Like, okay, he's, he's going to, you know, he, he's going to, he's a snake in the grass. That's just how his character has been. So you kind of saw, you know, those seeds planted a little bit. And then when they introduced the government a couple of issues ago, and, and so what's great about this is now you've got three story, you know, three story arcs or lines going. Uh, and, you know, you could, you know, the next book, you know, issue 18 could just focus on any one of those and it'll still be a great book. Mm-hmm. And they can circle back to it. You know what I mean? So they've now just kind of given themselves a little bit more freedom to, you know, keep this thing going without yeah. it getting stale. Like yeah. it started to just a touch uh, a little bit ago, but they, they, they picked it back up again. And I just, it, it, I really, obviously we want to know what's going to happen next. I just wonder with Arthur is obviously the biggest thing, but yeah. then again, I don't know. They, they can go quite a few different ways here. And if Kieran Gillian honestly wanted to just wrap it up really quickly, there's definitely a way you could do that with the yeah. three things that he's built up. Maybe not the government portion of it, but he could then take it in another direction. But we know what he likes and he's got, he wants yeah. to keep the Arthur stuff in there for sure. Cause it's, yeah. he does it in a different way with die, but of course not with Arthur. Anyways, anything else from boom this week? Uh, Dune house of uh, Atreides number five is finally back out. It, it seems like it's been, uh, on a little hiatus for you know a month two a uh, month and a half two months uh, I haven't had a chance to read it yet but I'm excited because uh, I've been enjoying this uh, series a ton and then uh, Firefly a brand new verse number one ah, ah, yeah one you, you know I love Firefly I love uh, the show I've tried reading the comics you know version of Firefly and I would just much mm-hmm. rather pop on the DVDs. Uh-huh. And, and watch the show, but it's a boom one. Dog. It, it's 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 a boom one, but I, I uh, yeah, it's a boom one. I didn't read it. I didn't. I, I wasn't uh, interested in reading uh, Firefly. Oh my god, you broke the rule, your own fucking rule. It meant to be broken, but not when you make them yourself. Yeah. Oh, well, that's the thing about making your rules. You, over, you know, you, you break them. You break them when. No, <laughs> we're done. We're done. Plus, we're now we're talking about Usagi and Jimbo again because that's out apparently for real no, this Jesus. time. Or yeah, don't fake? get me fucking started on this. Uh, so in IDW, Usagi and Jimbo uh, number seventeen came out today, mm-hmm. or was it today? Or when uh, IDW sent us the uh, review copies, did it come out three fucking weeks ago? I don't. And that. and then after you know so. <laughs> They put the file in there, say it's coming out. You check Comixology, you check League of Comic Geeks, you check everything. Okay, yeah, it's coming out. 
and then you write the review, and then a week after they say, "Oh, by the way, it's not dropping till the twenty fourth. Yes. Well, get the fuck Joe off. is Joe is not happy about that. You felt the first first reaction was though you felt bad. Well, yeah, because like, I thought I'm, I fucked up because yeah. I didn't want to put, you know, yeah. Casey or anybody over at Geeks Worldwide, like, you know, in trouble for, like, breaking an embargo or something, you right. know. So I just – get your shit together. We're, yeah, exactly. They also have TMNT Best of Michelangelo issue one out this week. Have you yeah. – I, I, you picked up the Raph one or the Leonardo one? I forget. I think I have um, – I've got Leonardo and I think Donatello. Hello, Michelangelo came out today, so I don't know if Raphael is out or it's still coming out. But these are these are fun. These are just so they're like it's sort of like an anthology book in the sense that like there's a whole bunch of different books in there, uh, different stories I should say from you know the characters past. So like mm-hmm. the the art is different throughout the course of the books because they're different stories from different writers, different artists, and things like that. But, Which again, same thing we're talking about. Do that with the legacy characters by all yeah. means. We're, I'm yeah. here for it, and I'll I'm. I should have gotten the Raph one, but I might get the Michelangelo one because that's my guy. I've, I've yeah. always he's always been my favorite. As much as I've grown to, love, Raph was always my number two. Uh, but I but, always thought, it's funny. I always thought everybody's favorite as a kid was Michelangelo. I just assumed that. I don't know why. Maybe it's because he's my favorite. But everybody, I, I thought Raph was too much of an a hole for everybody. You know what? Now I've realized everybody's a holes. So I loved uh, Raphael in uh, the movies, right? You know, mm-hmm. TMNT one, TMNT one, TMNT two. And for the longest time, like, you know, you're in middle school, you're high school, you have this conversation. Oh, yeah, you know, I, and I, 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 I had convinced myself that uh, Raphael was my favorite character. And then one night, just for whatever reason, I went down an eBay rabbit hole just looking up old um, Ninja Turtle action figures because I had a shit ton when Ooh. I was a kid. Makes so sense. I'm going through and I'm looking through them all. I was a Donatello guy. All my action figures were – it was like 70% Donatello and then like 20% Michelangelo and then just a couple of the other guys. Uh, you were scattered. a Donatello guy? Yeah. I mean, Swaggins has it upstairs. I've got like that foot and a half. Oh, uh, that one. Right? I remember you showed me a picture yeah. of that one. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's Donnie. He had the, he had the bow staffs. And so uh, I'm like, fuck. I must, I, I must have been a Donatello guy because I'm looking through. I'm like, I had that one. I had that one. I had that one. I had that one. I, you know what really pisses me off, too, is I had the Yusagi Yojimbo action figure. Oh. That was my first introduction to Yusagi Yojimbo was in the you know the, you know the action figure and mm, makes sense. You know, my brother's five years younger than me, mm-hmm. and um, and so you get to a certain point, you know, where you, you stop playing with that shit and it just gets put in a bin, and then your parents give it to your younger brother. Well, they gave it to my younger brother, and what he do? The fucker ripped all the goddamn heads and arms off all of them. So I don't. Well, any of my uh, my old school Ninja Turtle uh, figures anymore, except for the big Donatello, which uh, Swaggins has now. Might have been something, you know, maybe a sign for your parents to pay attention to. I don't know if they well, did. That, 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 <laughs> there were plenty of signs. Well, <laughs> yeah, probably. I I can't remember. What, what, I was trying to think as you're talking about this. You know, who was my brother's favorite? It wasn't Mikey. I don't think it was Raph either. Part of me thinks it was. I was, you know, I was going to say no one's a fan of Leonardo, but I feel like my brother, who's three years younger than me was a Leonardo fan. If not, it was Donatello. But I, other than him, I wouldn't, I would say you're the first Donatello fan that I've met. I, I like, like that's your guy. But, yeah. but of course, you know, we get smarter in our old age. Um, well, your old age, I guess we'll say. But anyways, um, let's see what else we got. Okay. Dark Horse has a book that I'm interested in. You know, I want to save that for another second. 
Titan um, has Blade Runner Origins issue two coming out this week. Are you going to get back on that? Because you were on the first issue. Oh, 100 percent. I bought it. It's in my it's in my stack right over here. I can't wait uh, to read that. The first one was awesome. And uh, this is going to be a fun series. And, and hopefully uh, hopefully it keeps it keeps it up because this might be a book I'd want to talk about as well. Oh, OK. Yeah. Oh, you know, I think you did mention that last time. I do remember that now. Yeah. Um, so Dark Horse has a first issue out this week that caught my eye. It looks like it's a five issue series. I'm definitely going to pick this up. It's called Lady Baltimore, The Witch Queens. And this is by Mike Mignola and Christopher Golden. Um, they're the writers. And then Bridget Connell is the artist. All right, I'm going to read the synopsis real quick because I think you're interested in this too. But anyways, once she was Sophia Volk living in a village overrun by evil. In time, she became Lord Baltimore's most trusted ally. Now, more than a decade, decade after his death, Europe has erupted with the, er <clears throat> with the early battles of World War II and dark forces are rising again. With witches, vampires, and Nazis on the march, Sophia must embrace the title of Lady Baltimore. But can she fight monsters without becoming a monster herself? Horror genius writing team. Oh, no, then it just says who's writing it. Never mind. I never said that. So, so I, I'm in on this because I'm all, like any type of horror, e type. I, I, you like horror. And I'm not saying I don't like horror, but there's like that, like Constantine, as much as she is horror, it feels like it's a little bit like mm -hmm. a step back. And for me, that's always been what I like. Like it's, yeah, it's scary. And like, oh, it could be like so much more gruesome. I like that, like slight step back, you know, call me soft, whatever. But that's my sweet spot because it's enough to like mess with my head a little bit, but still be like, feel like an action, you know, thing too. Lady Baltimore sounds like that. I'm not exactly certain if it's going to be straight horror, but I'm very much in on giving this a shot. I will absolutely be reporting on this, um, you know, back on this going forward. Hopefully I can do like a, an episode on it. We'll see. I don't know, but you're going to give it a shot too, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I was, uh, it, it sounds right up my alley, you know, right in my wheelhouse. Uh, so you know, maybe we, we we both read the first issue and then we flip a coin if we really like it to see who takes it. <sighs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna pull Harvey Dent. That's what I'm gonna do. Right, Harvey Dent, not Two Face. Yeah, yeah. right. But uh, it, it, it absolutely sounds fantastic. And I think you know, for the most part, that's the same type of horror that I enjoy. And 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 what from what a lot of these writers uh, give us, you know, it's it's the artists that will tend to make things, you know, more you know, vicious or, or, or gory, you know, than others, but at, at the heart of it, uh, you know, what you want is a good story. And, and when we talked to Colin Bunn, we asked him about, you know, what is it about horror that he likes the most? And he said, it, it's about hope, right? There's mm. always hope because no matter as fucked up as shit can get, there's still always someone trying to overcome that. And as I've said before, that sort of changed how I've approached a lot of these books. And uh, this, this sounds absolutely fantastic. And I, like I said, I think it's a five-issue series. I could be wrong. I mean, reading the synopsis, it sounds like it has the potential to be something that could go on for a while. But yeah. we'll see. We'll see either way. Image Comics this week, Doc, the only one that that we know of that like either of us care about right now is HaHa. Uh, yeah. Issue three is out this week. You're still on this, right? Yeah. it's It's been uh, – they've been great books to read. Each one, you know, the first two have been completely different stories from each other, but – great storytelling it's you know again if you if you like ice cream man written by the same guy um a little a little less you know i don't want to say less intense than what ice cream man is but uh it's it's sort of you know scarier it, it, the storytelling is a little bit different uh, but the premise is still the same where each book is 
is, uh, you know, is its own thing. So well, you're dealing with clowns all the time, right? Yeah. 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 So I mean, yeah. it's that's, definitely going to be scarier for some people. Right. Right. No, no, no doubt. And the covers, you know, depending on the cover, I may, you know, choose, choose it, you know, one over the other, but mm. uh, it, it's, it's, put it's that right in your box. Up. Put that right in your box. Don't put it on display That's or anything right. like that. Right. Cause you're, you never know when the, the artwork's going to come to life. Yeah. And yeah. Well, you never know. You never exactly. Know. But speaking of image comics, doc, we both have image books that we're going to be talking about this weekend. As always, you're starting us off with Stillwater baby. From my guy, one of my guys, uh, Chip Zdarsky. Uh, someday we got to pin down exactly who your guy is. I know we can do a Mount Rushmore, but I, I got a Mount Rushmore. I told you who my Mount Rushmore is. It's it's. Uh, no, no, it's, no, no, no. We'll do an episode on it. Okay, people forget. Chip Zdarsky. We talked about him a couple of times on this program, uh, but Stillwaters is from Image slash Skybound uh, Comics, uh, written by Chip Zdarsky. Artist is Ramon uh, Perez. Colors is Mike Spe uh, Spicer, and the letterer is uh, Russ Wooten. And so I've, I've, you know, in the what's new section, you know, I've mentioned this book more than a couple of times. This has just been right from the first issue. I knew I was going to talk about it on the show, and uh, I would have talked about it last week because trade volume uh, one came out last week, but so did an American Ronin. I was really dying to talk about that book as well. Yes, you were. <laughs> so uh, volume one, like I said, dropped last week. It collects issues one through five. Uh, currently, there's just six issues out. So the new arc has, has um, sort of started slash continued from the previous one. So if you haven't started yet, you can get you can get right on it and it won't be too far behind. Um, so this I heard you mention this on Change My Mind on Monday uh, when Wes was reading off the, the mile-long synopsis for uh, Zack Snyder's uh, The Justice League. Uh, this one is brilliant. It's one sentence, and it's it's perfect. Nobody dies. In a town in the town of Stillwater, that's not just a promise. It's a threat. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and it's already hooked. Right yeah. I had so, no clue. Why are you waiting so long to tell me about this book? <laughs> well, I was waiting for the trade to come out. You know, it's it's all mm. about timing. You know, mm, um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it, it it primarily follows the main character uh, Daniel, and you don't really know much about him at first, other than uh, he's a bit of a hothead. The first couple pages. Uh, is well, the first page really is him getting called into you know uh, the boss's office and gets fired because he shoved a coworker. You know he's one of these arrogant guys thinks you know rules and shit don't apply to him and he can do what he wants. So one of those, he, yeah, one of those pricks, A badass. <laughs> Go ahead, sorry, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not trying to mess with your flow. Go ahead. Oh, uh, it's okay. And so Tough guy. You, Sorry, I'm sorry. It, it, so, you know, it, he gets fired. He's, you know, he's wallowing in his misery in a bar with his buddy. He drinks too much, goes outside, throws up, tries to get back inside. The bouncer, you know, uh, says he's not allowed in. So what does he do? He punches the bouncer in the face. So you get an idea of sort of this guy's got some, some anger issues. Um, but anyway, so his buddy brings him back to, you know, his apartment, make sure he stays the night, make sure he doesn't die. And... The next morning, uh, a courier arrives and delivers him a letter, and it's fairly mysterious because you know when the, it's it's an old guy, and, and and Daniel says something to the effect of, "This looks like the kind of guy who's a, delivering a letter saying I owe a lot of money to something." 
And uh, so the guy hands him the letter, doesn't say anything, just walks away, and he opens it up, and it's it, it, he's he's perplexed, you know. It's essentially saying that his uh, his great aunt has recently passed away, and he's uh, due to inherit a large sum of money, but he has to go to this town Stillwater by a certain time uh, to claim it. You know, it's some podunk little town, you know, he's never heard of. So his buddy, who's, you know, super rich, you know, uh, says, yeah, I'll go with you. Why not? So they get in the car, they go to head to Stillwater and on their way, they're trying to find it on a map. They can't seem to find it on any map. They're asking, you know, you know, they pull over at a gas station, ask for directions. The girl's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So, you know, they, 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 they think they found the road that takes them to Stillwater because there's no signs. They pull off on this, this sort of dirt road and they're immediately pulled over. Cop pulls them over for no reason. Just starts asking them, you know, what are you doing? Where are you going? What's your business? And they say, well, I got, you know, and they sort of tell him. And he's very reluctant, you know, to, to let them continue on. But the cop says, just go into town, do your business, get out mm-hmm. sort okay. of thing. Okay. And so when they get into town, everyone's sort of looking at them funny. You can you get the sense that they don't get a lot of visitors here. And and so they're trying to find this lawyer's office to collect their money, but no one will tell them where it is. Suffice it to say, you know, they're 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 walking around and they notice up on the roof, these kids are playing up on a, a building of a roof. They're having a fist fight, and one of them falls off the roof. And and Daniel and his boy are like, what the fuck is going on here? The kids' arms are in three different, you know, positions. Mm-hmm. And so they 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 pick him up. They're like, where's the, you know, they try to rush him to the, the local, you know, doctor, you know. They get there, the guy, the doctor goes, You guys need to leave. It's best, it's in your best interest to leave right now. Just don't ask any questions, get out of town. And so Daniel's just like, what the fuck? And he just starts swinging. He starts punching people because no one will give him answers. He's like, why won't anyone help? And so the cop that initially um, you know, pulled them over is there, right. and he takes Daniel and his partner out to the woods, um, and he's, uh, he's set to kill them. And that's sort of you know the first book. That's how, that's how it ends. And what you find out while reading this is that the kid that fell off the roof, he's not dead, just as a synopsis would reply. Right. You know? He gets up. The kid's like, you know, what the fuck are you making a big deal about this for? And <laughs> and, and 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 walks off. So what's what's really great, you know, about this, especially this first issue, but this story is it sets up this premise that this town is is, is very mysterious. You don't know anything about it. Just that people don't seem to die and they and they can heal rather quickly. Mm-hmm. And one and, thing is one one quick thing too, yeah. as you're talking through the first issue, something for everybody to note. On, I believe Image is the only one that does this. They have like the whole first issue available for free on their website too. They're the only only oh, company I, I believe that does that. So something for you guys to keep in mind if you're interested in what Doc's saying and you want to you know see more of the details. But continue, please. Yeah. So you know, so there, there's there's sort of a lot that happens in this first issue, right? Uh, and you're not given a lot of answers, but it's great because it sets up you know the mystery, um, you know, of this town. Uh, you know, why can't people die? Well, you know, how is it that they heal so quickly? You know, is, you know, is there supernatural forces going on? You know, what's the, what's the origin? How long has it been like that? The other thing too, is that what, what you come to find out is that people don't age either in this town. 
So there's a lot of lot of weird shit that happens. And so what what makes this book so great, and especially it's only six issues long so far, is that each issue you get a lit, you get another piece of the puzzle, and more and more unfolds. You learn more about Daniel. You learn more about the residents of the town and sort of who's in charge and who some of the major players are. And so, you know, a couple other characters that you get is that the doc that I told you about earlier when Dan sort of brings that kid in there. Um, I assume you relate to him very well. Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> um, you know, he just, you know, and, and he tells them to leave, not in a threatening way, but sort of like a, this is in your just best interest. Stop asking questions, leave the kid and just, and just go because something bad's going to happen to you. And, and I'd hate mm. to see that. Um, so Doc becomes uh, a major player, you know, in this story. Uh, you've got Officer Ted, real son of a bitch that guy is. Uh, you learn more about him. You learn more about his past, his role in the town. Um, and uh, the, the one of the other major characters is the judge. So he was, you know, start off as the town's judge, but he's sort of become – you know, the be all end all when it comes to the citizens of Stillwater. And so all punishment gets passed through him because he is the judge. He is the juror, you know, so to speak. Um, and the, the story arc revolving around him in the first five issues uh, is tremendous. Um, oh, now, real, real quick, I I imagine what brought you into this book was Chip Zdarsky being yep. the writer of it, right? Right. Okay. Yep. Simple enough. So when it came to sticking with this book. Of course, Chip being the writer makes a huge difference for you. I understand that completely. I definitely have that with other writers. D is the mystery what's driving you more so in the plot of that? Or is it the main character, Daniel, that's uh, that's you're hooked in on? Or is it, I don't want to say a bit of both. I want to know which one right. more you care about. So typically when it comes to Zadarsky, it's always about the characters, like, right. like his run on Daredevil, right? And and Zdarsky writes characters so well, but for me and for this book, it is the story. It is the mystery of the town of Stillwater, the residents in it. You know, learning more about you know how we still we still don't know, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know why it is you know that way, and so each character, you know, like the characters that you meet, whether you think they're major characters, even small characters, they all have you know, sort of an important role to play. And there's, there's just so much backstory that has yet to be told that I'm very much intrigued on getting those nuggets of information, you know, from each book. So while, you know, the, the main character, Daniel, he's a central figure in all of this, uh, while, you know, we, you get his sort of backstory within the, those first five issues, but it's the town, man. That that you know the why the mystery of this town uh, is what's really you know. Zip, Chip Zdarsky sucked me in, but it's the mystery uh, and the storytelling of where this is going. It, it's it's kept me coming back. And it's interesting because I have a book today too that's going to be more about kind of the bigger picture and everything right. that's going on. Yeah, there's an important character that you're attached to and all this, but I. I, I, we don't like we sure we like anything that's good. Don't get me wrong, but we're always more drawn to the writers who develop, you know, an individual character, but maybe some of the side characters too. You know, were talking about what Tana Collins did with Harley Quinn. She went and took that character to a different level. So I, I had a feeling it was going to be the, the mystery of Stillwater and everything that's going on there. But with the character, Daniel, you talk about how he's kind of, you know, a bit of a dick. He's not, not in the same uh, sense as uh, was an officer. Is it officer Ted? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So are you able to kind of 
are you invested in that that character, or you just kind of want to see what ends up happening to him, like you do everybody else, and not like right. worried or anything about right. it? Right. No, you're 100 percent invested because 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 when you, I don't want to, you know, I can't really say much about him without mm-hmm. you know, uh, but you're invested in him because of his you know his backstory and how it relates to the town because uh, he has a history there, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, but you know, there, it's just it's it's a, it's a very layered book. So I think that's what's great about it is that you can you can you know being invested in the characters is generally what keeps me in a book because I, I that's what I love. I love character driven stories. But the town itself is is a big character in this book, and you want to know you know like I said, you want to know why that is. Uh, but there's a there's all these little agendas that are going around. Officer Ted, the judge. You know, you know what Daniel goes on to become in this story. So it's uh, this is just an absolute banger of a book. You know, like you said, the synopsis is a sentence. You said you were hooked. That that is what makes I think uh, a great book, a great story. Is if you can hook someone in with just one sentence, right? Boom. Then you then you know. I think to me. Everything else that follows that is going to be fantastic. A, I guess an opinion that I, I developed over uh, when you know and changed my mind as we've reviewed so many movies and shows over the course of the podcast is if it's not a guarantee that if you write a short synopsis that you're going to be getting a great movie. But we find more I find more often than not that if you get a great movie or even just a good movie, you're usually not going to get a long synopsis. And that's by my definition, a a short synopsis is like a sentence, maybe a second short sentence attached to that, but that that's it. Like you're just not getting a lot. They don't need to sell you on it much because of the advertising campaign or they just know how to sell it. If they know how to sell it, then there's a good chance that in this case, you know, like how to write the rest of it. And obviously you don't need to sell him hard. He, right, he's, he's fucking, he's good. I mean, he's really good. No yeah. question about it. Not good enough for you to want to read Batman Urban Legends over the Joker for reviewing on Geek's Worldwide. Uh, that was a fucking brain fart on my part. You fucking know it. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I still got to go back and read the Joker. I've been planning on doing that as well. But I like the sound of this. Sounds very much like I don't even need to ask you this question. That this is made for a show or made to be turned into a show, not a movie. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Because sort of like what I said. Um, uh, with the with the, uh, last week, what did I do last week? Um, oh, give me a second, and I'll tell you. American Ronin. American yes, Ronin. yeah, just talked right. about it before. Duh. Right. You, the The main story and the premise is great, and there's I think if you it, it's better adapted to TV because you could kind of branch out from it and take it down like any number of sort of cool sci fi avenues. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this would be tremendous as a TV show. Speaking of, do you are you uh, you so you sold me on it with the first sentence? So no. I've heard enough. Are we ready for to talk about my my book? Speaking of TV shows, Let, let's move over to your image comic slash skybound book. Yes, sir. So I am talking about Invincible this week. Of course, we all know the show is coming out or starting on Friday over on Prime this week. Very as much as I'm excited for the next episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Doc. I cannot wait for this. Look, we, we both grew up liking cartoons, different eras, sure, but we still love them. That's why we like part of why we like comics too. And this and I'm liking when we're getting these violent cartoon shows too, or yes. movies. Like Justice League Dark, very violent. I really enjoyed that. Mortal Kombat, Scorpion's Revenge. Wes does not like that movie. I just don't I, I whatever. 
it's it's perfect Mortal Kombat. I'm I'm very much excited for that. And this show looks awesome. I had not read the book before we knew that the show was going to be a thing. You had not, obviously. Either. That's why I'm talking about it today. But we saw plenty of hype around it. A lot of people are excited. We know Task is a big fan of it. He's been talking about it since we found out there was going to be a show. So we're like, well, one of us has to read it so we can talk about this. And you know, we do a fair amount of times. We wait till like a second trade comes out if it's a new book. You know, try and like let it flesh out. Of course, Stillwater, it's a banger. So. With, you want to get on that right away with image with um invincible which by the way written by Robert Kirkman and co-creator with uh Corey Walker who was the original artist but then uh, Ryan Otley took over and was there I, th- I think the rest of the way after like not long after the first trade it might have only been the first trade that uh like the first arc that Corey Walker was on colors were by Bill Crabtree Kirkman did the letters at first but then Russ Wooten took over uh doing the letters but anyways this is I think there are 25 traits of this. Yeah, that's a this lot. Is, there's a lot to this. And the so we're just scratching the surface today. But honestly, for you guys, if you're interested in it, it's probably just as well that we only we always we don't try to go too far anyways into these things. But there's also like the invincible universe too, and there are trades of that as well. And you got so so there are so many different characters. And that's what's like this show. So the main character, there's just so much to this show, there's so much to this series, and the show is going to be awesome. I would be willing to bet there's a lot of – there's potential for it to be really good, at least. Mark Grayson is invincible. He's the main character. He's a superhero. Father is Omni-Man. His dad is from another planet. You learn about all about that. I ended up reading the first four trades of this. Uh, I started on it after episode 29 where, where I did Pound for Pound and Doc talked about American Ronin, and then been, I could have done – I, I probably could have read if, if you know, not for work, you know, things popping up or whatever, making plans with other people. I probably could have cruised to eight for sure yeah. on this. It's just it's an easy read. There's don't get me wrong, like Kirkman's not like breezing through this, but it's just so man. It's just it's really freaking good. And like I said to you when you were talking about Stillwater, where you say it's a character that you're invested in. Don't get me wrong. Invincible is a good character. I enjoy him. I like Adam Eve. Omni-Man has his own thing going. And um, in Mark's mom, in the course of those two, she's just a human being. She's got. She's dealing with a lot too. This is more about the world that we're in right now. That Invincible is in, and this is a world with superheroes, and it's they're they're common. It's like it's a commentary on that lifestyle that if like on comic books, also a commentary on like if superheroes were actually a part of real life so of course we've already had that with the boys right we have that we have that book that's out there too and we talked about that very early on in the show and i it's that's awesome too and obviously the show has been great but this is not the same thing you can definitely you know make commentaries on certain things and not get repetitive or redundant with it with this it's more from the superhero perspective and it's like a legitimate superhero not in uh, this kid who was like an up and comer, he's just getting started. Like in the first trade, he, he gets his powers. He's finally getting things going. Whereas in the boys, we have superheroes who've been around for a long time, um, who are, are the main focus more. So as much as we have Starlight and it's more centered around, especially in the book, it's more centered around the actual people who oppose the heroes, you know, the, the boys. Yeah. In this case, it's like we're talking about Mark, we're talking about Omni-Man, and then fr- Mar- the friends that you know Mark makes along the way. And it's not a like a condemnation of this life necessarily. So it's, it's a different, like I said, a different angle in it all. Yeah. And if like you know, Kirkman did when he did The Walking Dead, I and mean, you hear him talk about it, I, I've 
I love hearing him talk about comics in general just because he's like anybody else who's a fan. He when he did The Walking Dead, it's more about the series specifically. It's uh, the, the comic series, excuse me, specifically. It's more about how people are behaving and what the, the relationships and the interactions are like in a zombie apocalypse. And you know, you know, kind of after everything, after the the hard portion, hardest portion of it, I guess. This is exactly what that is. This is about like the day to day shit, what people are dealing with. Where it feels like the boys is more like big event, crazy type right. stuff, and like this is something that could happen. Like when we like the first thing that we see in the boys, right? Where, um, oh my god, what where Huey's girlfriend dies right away, and it's like oh, it's a an accident, and then, and then this big epic thing happened. That big epic thing happens with Invincible. You're getting like day to day things, like co small conversations that you think happen behind the scenes, but it's you just you don't necessarily think you might need in, in the, in this movies or shows. And um, I know I'm going on. So please interrupt me, doc. If you have a question, I feel no, like no, 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 keep going. I, I've listened. Cause this is all, this is all new to me. Okay. I know it is, but I just, I just look like you're, you're, you're itching to say something. I'm sorry. I got, I got, I'm getting all excited. I just, you know, what's funny is I give, I give you crap for getting excited one time. And now somehow the tables have turned on me. Yeah, Anyways. Yeah. I, I make note of that. Don't worry. <sighs> yeah, you do. Okay. Anyways. There are just like, like eventually at one point, Invincible gets, and this is not in the first movie. This is a little bit afterwards. But again, there's so much to this story. He gets a lot thrown on his plate as a superhero. So as you can imagine, as a teenager dealing with that stuff, someone in high school getting ready to go into college, that's going to mess up your day-to-day -day life a ton. And you're trying to keep a secret identity. You're not just like, you're not just Invincible. Like you are a kid trying to lead a normal human life. Sounds well. like Spider-Man. Exactly. And I saw actually, I didn't know this happened. There was apparently a little crossover with him in Spider-Man at some point. I don't I don't know much oh. about that, but I just saw an, an image of that. I think Cask was the one that actually tweeted it out, but I don't think we'll get that in the show. But I'm I'm gonna read I, I gotta read all of this stuff because it's it's outstanding. And right now it is available to uh if you have Comicsology Unlimited, you can go and um, borrow it over there, right? Yep, yep, yeah. Uh, first volume, the uh, first two volumes, I think. So anyways, going, going back to what I was saying, like he gets a ton, Mark gets a ton thrown on his plate one point, uh, a certain point in the show because of just things that have transpired. And he's one of the most powerful beings out there as much as he's still a kid. And I like, there's just the, I'm reading it. And I'm like, God, this is getting fucking annoying. I feel like that, like the, he's getting called to do stuff where there are other people who can help, but it's like, Oh, let's get, we want to get invincible to do it because right. A, he's a kid, he's an excited, and B, he's like he's just one of the strongest ones there are out there. So why wouldn't we want to use him? There's really only like two other people that I would say one-on-one -on -one you would think can contend him with him that are good guys. Yeah. So why why wouldn't we want to turn to him as often as possible? And to me, it's just like every freak. He just like I'm sorry, I need you know I need to send you on this one. This is the thing that you're prepared to do. And then as soon as you get that done, oh something else came up. Something else came up. Now you get a little break. Oh no, no, something else came up. I always just I know you can get everywhere on the planet in a blink, but man, I would think you, that would get really annoying after a while, yeah. don't you? Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. You know, it's like you know, dude needs a break, right? Seriously, send someone else. You know, but, I'm, I'm I'm tired. You know, but but the so far, you know, again, I'm four trades in. So far, the kid's fine. So I, I mean, look, there's, I, I'm sure there's a point. There's got to be a point where he gets a little bit frustrated or something happens. There's oh, just, he's gonna snap, no doubt. I would think so, but there's and there's some there's other reasons why you would think he he would snap too. And look, the show, I don't know exactly where they're gonna start. I 
I think I I think based on what we've seen from the previews and having read it, I have an idea where they're gonna go first or maybe at least within the course of the series. And I think it's a really good idea to take that route, but I don't want to um, tip my hand on that really in any other way than that, because it's this, I'm sure that the, the show is going to be awesome. I don't, do we know how long the episodes are? Are they half hour or are they 40 minutes? Uh, I don't know, to be honest with you. I'll have to okay. look into that. I, okay. I, I, I would hope they'd be about a half hour for a cartoon. I think mm-hmm. that would be, you know, that would, would make be the sweet spot. And yeah. I think that's really, it was, we saw a WandaVision, right? Even though Falcon winter soldier, like, that was what forty five minutes. That flew. That that was wonderfully paced. It didn't feel like forty five minutes. Right, but well, that's the thing. You, you can't, you're going to have more. Well, this is going to have a ton of action. There's there's no right. shortage of action in this in this series at all. But with Falcon of the Winter Soldier, I think Casey, when we had him on, changed my mind talking about Zack Snyder last week, uh, earlier in this week, I should say. He said how uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon are like C characters. They were C characters, but they've they've blown past that. I mean, people were so excited for the show. I know people probably seem to be more excited about. Loki at this point, but like yeah, Loki turned into an has turned into an A character, uh, yeah. A level character. Talking to the Winter Soldier at worst, like a B level character. They've, yeah, they've they're risen. not they're not quite C level characters. Exactly, uh, not anymore. They were when right. like when we, we were you know like when I was first learning how to read the comics and stuff. Yeah, but not not anymore. Like well, Winter Soldier didn't even exist when I first started reading comics. Even right, but anyways so with this I, I think 30 minutes a pop would be ideal yeah uh, it's a series it's a it's a as much as comic fans know it well it's something that everybody else in DSG they are they may know it exists you know like I'm sure dork knows it exists in shime but I don't know if any of those guys have necessarily do we read have an it. episode count uh I don't know why don't you why don't you go and try and find that for me right now as I as I continue forward with this but with uh with invincible Oh crap! I just lost Rose. Oh, so if you don't have Prime yet, which I'd be kind of surprised for people who don't. Even I have Prime, and I'm definitely one of the more reluctant people to go and get on every single streaming service. With Invincible being on there and the boys being on there, I know there are other shows there as well, and other movies that maybe you don't have access to or whatever on other streaming services. But I think now I feel like there's another Prime show that I'm just not thinking of. Oh no, you know what? It's freaking um. That I watch, it's uh, the affair, which is originally Showtime. Not, 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 not the same realm at all. But if you like <laughs> comic book shows and movies and whatever, you have the boys there. You now have Invincible there. I think that Prime has is turning into and only going to continue going forward. Be a must-have streaming service for all comic book fans and then for comic book movie fans um, and show fans as well, because obviously there there is a different breed be kind of cool if we saw berserker on there we forgot to put that in what's new but uh that's getting its own show that's obviously a big oh, yeah. we were out but we've been on that book since the you know well before the original release date was supposed to happen for that series but did you find anything on the uh episode count for invincible on prime episode count looks like imdb has eight episodes nice. so far nice uh but i can't seem see episode will give me a runtime here uh, but I think not, not seeing a runtime, but eight episodes I think would be great, and I think half hour would be a sweet spot. One a question I wanted to ask is, you know, you talked about Invincible, and everything's, you know, all the shits put on his plate. You've gone through what four volumes, so that's what twenty something uh, issues so far. Yeah, it's actually nineteen. Looking nineteen. At the so you know what. What does the rest of the universe look like? You know, does you know partners? Are there other main characters? You know, good guys. You know, like so there are other, so Adam Eve, who I believe I mentioned this is probably the 
well, Omni Man is a very important character in all this too. That's his father. We see a lot from Mark's mom too, as well as as um, after a certain point um, in the, the the series, we get to see a lot more of her. Adam Eve is probably the number two, and then we have Robot, who was at first um, head of this like Teen Titan type group, and then takes over for. Uh, this ju- the Justice League type group that we have. They have these Justice League type characters who are mixing, and then there are other superheroes that we see along the way in different villains. But there are, I-, I would say, robots one we see a ton. We have Mark's friend William, who we see a lot. Adam Eve, Mark's mother, Mark's father, uh, Omni Man, um, Immortal Man, I believe is the other. There's another character who's uh, he's one of the guys I think that can contend with Mark if, as a hero if he wanted to. And uh, there are a few others as well too, but it's it's a like Mark is they're they're don't get me wrong they develop stories kind of away from what's going on with Mark yep. to build up for what's going to happen next. But Mark is very much involved in every single thing that's going. Oh, Amber, who is a human character who becomes Mark's girlfriend, she's uh, you know fairly important for when we're talking about dealing with life with superheroes. You know, and that's a question I actually I had for you in the course of all this because she's dating a superhero, and like, this is a small thing. To this point in the story, she does not know that Mark is is the superhero Invincible. Because not only are there powers that he's Invincible, although he can get bruises at the times um, and kind of get hurt, his name is Invincible. Then we have um, Mark's mom, who's dated, who's married to Omni-Man. She is not a superhero, no powers, nothing like that. We meet another woman along the way who is married to another superhero um, who, has, you know, who gets to know Mark's mom and stuff like that. Could you ever imagine what it would be like to be married to like, if, if your wife was a superhero, do you think that would work or do you think you couldn't handle that? Oh, a hundred percent. I could, I could, uh, I could handle that. That's just fine. You know, <laughs> she, she just gotta, right? no, no, no. She's, you know, but that's essentially what's going on now. You know, she's out there <laughs> busting her ass. I'm here at home doing a podcast. You know, <laughs> Okay. I think I can, I, I think I a hundred percent can handle that hundred percent. I think I could too. I have no problem being the one in the relationship who doesn't have the, you know, isn't the breadwinner. That to me, it's same team. What does it matter at the end of it? It doesn't mean you don't, you don't strive to do that, but whatever. But the, my thing is more like we see like with Omni Man, he's in, he's out. Like he has to leave so quickly and then he comes back briefly. He's like, it just, he never, it's so hard. Like the thing is, there's so much that he's at danger, in danger all the time, which I think would scare me a little bit, yeah. or that he's, um, he's, you know, the, the prominent or the alpha in the relationship, it's more so like they're never around or it's very infrequent that they're around. That to me, I think that would be the part that might take a toll along. You're also always a potential target, right? True. So uh, they don't know who, they don't know she's married to Omni-Man. They just think she's a potential target. That would, that would also be scary, but you know, heart wants what the heart wants too. Right. That, that is true. Yeah. And, and 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 uh what's what's the how's the phrase goes? Uh uh something makes the heart grow fonder. Uh is it distance? Distance, yes, something like that. Yeah. So Maybe? You, you never know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, thing. But, we're not we're not literary geniuses, we just talk about comedy. That's but, right. Uh so my, my last thing for you, Nick, is uh what what do you want them to see? What do you want them to achieve with the show? Like you said you have an idea of where they might uh, you know, where they might go with the show. What is, you know, as a, as a fan of the book after reading, you know, as okay. much as you've read, what do you want to see them do in the show in this first season? I want them to do what the book does and develop this universe. And don't, I understand you can't take your time. Look, a comic book 
fan of comic fans of comic books are different than fans of comic book movies and and shows. Yes. Like, the, like you, yes, of course, if you like the books, you're gonna, probably gonna like the shows, or whatever. But they're you know, the the people who judge like you doesn't you just listen to some of the other guys in the DSG. It's pretty clear they they go about things differently. They like having certain paces, certain events, all that stuff's important. Whereas you and I, and I think there are other guys in the DSG that are like this too. We like character development. We like universe development, and we don't mind like the little in between moments. Some like, yes, we want those to mean things too, but yeah. sometimes it doesn't need to mean something towards the event. It can also mean something towards the development of an individual. And then when that happens, when we see that the individual develop further, then we can see where they, when certain events take place, why this character is capable of that or makes these decisions, whatever. So I'm very much. Um, I don't want. I got. I know. Like there are important events in Invincible, and I think you know we're not gonna. The book. Sorry, the show shouldn't necessarily be as long as the book. But like in terms of like you know uh, what what is this like twenty five arcs? I'm not saying we should have twenty five seasons of the right. show necessarily, but I don't want them to rush too much with the events that happen because right. this shows the, what makes this book so good is how it develops everything and how much it's centered around Mark. And, who he becomes as a, you know, as a hero. Yeah. Nice. I'm excited. I'm I'm excited to read it. I'm dying uh, to watch it. I'm definitely going to watch it right from the rip with, you know, and then I'll, I'll try and read as, as we go along um, and, and, and whatnot. But I am, I am really excited about it. I really try to when we, when it's possible. And I, obviously I was the the fortunate one here to talk about it for, for this instance, but I like, I really like to read a comic, at least the first arc of a series before we see the shows now, because as much as we're getting so much different stuff, it doesn't, it's to me, it's not like a regular book where it would take away necessarily. I haven't dealt with that kind of issue in a long time, but with a comic, I just feel like I, you get to know the character a little bit better. And then it's just yeah. interesting. Like, that's the original vision of the character. And right. I just, this is my favorite medium, period, is comics. Yeah, generally I like to do the same thing. But I never read Umbrella Academy, and I, and I enjoyed the first season. I still haven't watched season two. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't mind. Like, as long as the show's good, I can go back and read the comic, and then I can kind of, you know, uh, you know, Formulating yeah. okay, which one I like better, which one I don't. I wish they do this, but but I'm excited. I'm excited for both. That's I right. don't think it necessarily. It's not like a where you. If I saw see a movie, it's very hard for me to imagine going back and reading the book. As much as I right. did do that, did I do that for Lord of the Rings? I think I did, but it, it's just I, I have a tough time doing doing that. But with a comic, I, I none yeah, yeah. whatsoever, and it's probably because of the visual aspect of it all. But yeah. as we noted, and as if you know, if you listen to this in audio form uh, later on in the week, this is a trade. And we haven't done a trade in a long time because we've had a few special episodes since uh, TLDR 20, when um, which was our second trade. We're also go- reflecting back on books that we've recommended for each other that we ended up going to read. And Doc, um, do you care to tell everybody what book I've recommended in the first 29 episodes of this show or mainline issues of this show uh, that you decided to read for TLDR 30? You want to take a guess? Oh, you put up a whole thing. Well, I know you've been catching up on some Spawn stuff, and uh, I need to see the the image in front of me because I know that means whatever you put up on our Instagram, you definitely put it there. You just know where you put a dummy. And I'm trying to stall so I can get the picture up. I apologize. <laughs> you, you didn't do um, you didn't do Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I know that uh, you did the Darkness. So we're gonna keep the streak of image going. I read oh, saga. you did? Re- oh, shoot. That was a good one. You read Saga. 
Good pick, Doc. Really yeah, good pick. I, uh, I tried to throw you off by planting the seed last week, saying, oh, I think I switched it up. I was going to do this because I think I told you, you know, several weeks ago, I go, I know what book I'm doing, and I am I am balls deep into this some bitch. And I've read the first five volumes so far. Okay. And Nick, so um, Saga, I'm reading Saga, Image Comics, uh, written by Brian K. Vaughn, uh, art by Fiona Staples. Um, uh, I can't pronounce this guy's name, the letterer, uh, Phono uh, Grafkins. Phono Graphics? Graphics, thank you. I can't read. It's dark. Uh, photographics, thank you. Hey, that's and, why we need uh, pictures. It's right, exactly why we need pictures. So, Nick, you did not sell this book. You, you could have sold it so much. I mean, this is you. I mean, you sold it. I was like, I'm going to read it. It's one of those books like people need yeah, to read. Everyone's yeah. been talking about it. Nick. This is a perfect book. It is. It is the perfect comic book. Yeah, I've ever read. It is. It is hands down. It is the best thing I've ever written in a con. It is so fucked up, and it is so bizarre, and it is so weird that hidden beneath all of that, like you, like I showed my wife, you know, and she goes, "What the fuck are you reading?" Mm-hmm. You know, and, and 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 it's just the artwork's great. It's so bizarre, but beneath all of that is just a tremendous story. The story yes. is it, it, it's. It's a love story. It's yes, like you it said, you know, it's 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 a it's a space opera, you know, mm-hmm. and the characters, you know, Elena and, and Marco, and you know, they're the the they're, they're essentially the Montagues and the Capulets, the sharks and the jets, right? It's a tale as old as time, right? Two, you know, in this case, it's two warring factions that absolutely detest each other but they 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 fall in love they have a kid and they're constantly on the run because people want them dead because you can't have a mooney you know having relations with uh you know uh, i'm forgetting the the name of the race I, there i forget the, right? the wings but, so yeah you know they're they're just and 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 the love that they have for each other and the journey that they go on and 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 it's it's just a phenomenal story, but mm-hmm. then you add Prince Robot the Fourth, and, and you add you just—I mean, oh my God, who's in the cat? Who's the one? The Lion Cat. Lion Cat, right? I'm forgetting his uh, name right the now. The Will. The Will. Thank um, you. Right, and and and, and Sophie, uh, or Sophia, right? Like you—you've got all these awesome characters, and this is just what happens when you give just two brilliant people the ability to do whatever they want without constraint. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I it's just not hyperbole, Nick. It is the most perfect thing I've ever read when it comes to comic books. It's just, I can't, I can't stop reading it. I went out, um, you know, I bought, I bought, uh, you know, volume one. I've got a couple of volumes on, you know, Comicsology that I can read for free. Who, I will own this entire set. Mm-hmm. This is, I think, something that to. I think most people have read. I know I'm very late to the game on this, uh, but. If you haven't read Saga, like cause the reason why I didn't read it too, is that it's so daunting because they're they're, they're like Invincible. There's a yeah, ton of volumes. I think it's nine volumes, nine or ten. But like yeah. there was like you know they took a huge hiatus, right? And, and all yeah, and there's and that's like, supposed to be only halfway. Yeah. So it's I I'm glad. Look, I'm glad that you gave it a shot because it's there's no like it's one it is definitely one of the best things ever written it might it might be the best it's, comic book ever written uh it's 
I love it. It's like oh. I didn't, I didn't, I undersold it. I don't think you can, other than saying what you just said that it's the best thing you've ever read. I don't know if you can sell it. True. Like it's it's hard enough. It's just such, yeah. it's so easy to read. You just get in it and you're like you just you never want to get out. It's yeah. crazy. I've been trying. It's, like I, I got like so obviously Lauren read uh, Philadelphia. Right. I told her after she read Sarah that Saga is the book you're gonna want to read next. I guarantee you, it's awesome. You'll like it. It's a little weird, but it's it's a, the perfect amount of weirdness. A little weird. And, it's, yeah, it's very weird, but, but it's, it's just perfect. In in in. She, but then she goes. Yeah, now that you've given it the same approval, she'll probably go read it because you know, right. Philadelphia she read. What it. what what image was it that my wife saw? Because I was reading it on the couch. I think it was in volume four. And uh, it was uh, the birth of, uh, you know, the book's been out long enough. I, yeah. I, I, right. It's the birth of, uh, you know, Prince Robot, the fourth uh, kid. Mm-hmm. And he, so you just, the panel is just, you know, because I love the robot race because they're, they're, they're humans except for their head. Their heads are like television sets. Yes. And like you see their emotions like on like, it'll flash like an image on the screen, but they kind of walk and look like, humans except you know they you know so his wife's giving birth to the child and so you just see you know her her legs up and then you see a television coming out of you know her uh her womanly parts well you know my (laughs) wife goes what the fuck are you reading and i said i'm reading the greatest thing ever (laughs) (laughs) for real it's so good it's so good and I, i think anybody it's the question is, though, Doc. Well, I have two, and and we talked about it a little bit. One of them a little bit when um, when I brought it up. I forget which issue that I did this one on. But do you think that um, this is something that they can accurately do with a show because it's so weird, right? No, they can't. They can't. This is the only way you can have saga. They'll turn it into a show, I bet. But I don't think you'll be able to do it justice. It's just too no, you weird can't. for T te- unless you do animated. I think animated well, could work. It would have to be animated. Yeah. I mean, it would have to be because there's no way in hell that you could, you know, pull off. You might be able to pull off half the characters, but you couldn't pull them all off. I mean, right. the budget would have to be astronomical, you know, and it's just one. Yeah. And, it's just, and it's, just, it's just too bizarre to be put on that medium, you know, whether it's film or, uh, or, or television. It would have to be a show if you did either. It can't be, it cannot be a film. No, it could it couldn't too be much. a movie. It's too much. I mean, I'm five volumes in and it's, you know, it's saying something when I'm five volumes in and it's just now like really taking off. That's not to say that everything happened before, but, but what happens in at the end of the fourth volume and into the fifth, you know, that, you know, like, like you have with, you know, uh, you know, Lord of the Rings. We talked about this. The, the fellowship gets split up, right? You get that that fellowship splitting up moment at the end of Volume Four and into Five, and and all the awesome shit that's happened up before that. It's like it's been leading up to this, and now it's like really cooking with gas. But there's just so many bizarre characters, and you love them all. Mm-hmm. Or you hate them all, right? That's what a good story does. Like the characters you hate, you really, really hate. The characters you love, you really, really love. But even the most obscure, like even if they're just in for like a panel or two, you love them because mm-hmm. it's just so weird. They and, uh, they did perfect. an amazing job with this. And for those, look again, we have all the saga um, links on Am- for, for Amazon over on uh, our link tree again you can find that on twitter and instagram it's the first thing just as amazon links once you click on that but 
ah, man, I, uh, this is also, this, this is the first issue of that book. Any place that carries comics that's like worth a nickel is going to have the first volume of Saga. 100%. There. And they'll have 100%. other ones too, but they're always, you're always going to get that first one for sure. And if you just want to test it out, you know, and, and, cause you're not certain, you're not completely sold by doc and I on this, just get the first one guaranteed. You're going to like, if you, if you like comics, you are going to love this. You are going to read that yeah. first volume in the first fucking sitting. It's yeah. so yeah. hard. It is so hard. To, like when you, it, it, I look it, that is Saga's next level, but with Invincible, I didn't, I don't know if I sold it hard enough in that sense too. Like I cruised through those four trades. It was just like, I, well, maybe I did. I said I could have done eight in the course of, yeah, the, you know, I could have read more for this was, too, but oh yeah. my God, it's just such easy fucking reading. And Image has yeah. so, like, Image has so many good books. And, uh, and actually, Doc, I'll tell you right now that I have an Image book also. Oh, oh okay. So, so I well, was, I was guessing you were going to do Harold Counting. I was, I, that was definitely, um, on my list. You know that I have, uh, purchased some Harold County books as well, among some others. I'll tell you right now what one that it's not besides Harold County. I was trying to read Darth Vader, the first arc of that. Ah. I would like to catch up on that one completely, yep. but I couldn't find the first trade of that anywhere. And then I went to go get it on Amazon. They don't have it in stock. And I think it is like available now. So that was a little frustrating. So it wasn't Darth Vader. I have it right next to me, but I want to see if you can guess it. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Oh, I got I got I can't because I can't think of all the image books I've read on the fly. Uh, well, we had. How about this? We've had the the writer on the show. You read thumbs. I read. Oh thumbs. yes, yes, yes. I read thumbs, of course, written by Sean Lewis. We talked to yeah. a while back for Superman and Metropolis. Art done by Hayden Sherman, and I'd like to get the uh, colorist. But I don't. Coloring is so important in that book. Yeah, is he? Is it just Hayden Sherman? I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. Uh. All right. Uh. Yep. Art and lettering by Hayden Sherman, which always some some I didn't realize that that impresses me even more. But tell you what, right now, right now, if you are a video game fan and you like comic books, or if you're a video game fan and you're trying to figure out where you and you're interested in reading comic books, but you don't know where to start, thumbs is a good place to start. And if you're anti-technology, like <laughs> myself, not that I want to go back to the Stone Ages, but I would recommend Thumbs. I thought it was a great one by you, Doc. And it has, it has you asking questions like, wait a minute, yeah. is technology good or is technology bad? And you're, like, very early on in the book, too, you're asking yourself, wait a minute, who are the good guys? Is it like yeah. the main character is the good guy? Or th those are... I've seen plenty of those over the years, um, but the more and more you and I talk and the more we find books that are like that, the more it's just like, mm, I think I, those are like my favorite things. Like the, Adam Lawson did it with the eighth where you're like, yeah. you're dealing with these people who hmm, I could see them being viewed as radicals. And am I on the good guy's side still or not? And that's the know. thing with this book is that both, both groups, right? The, 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 the anti-government group and, and the they're both oppressors. They both use, you know, are using technology in one way or the other to uh, oppress the people. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's, what's interesting is that the only real good guy is thumbs because he's just trying to get his sister back. Exactly. That's all he that's, wants. That's all he, wants. He, he just wants to get his, his sister back. Mm -hmm. 
Oh man, I'm so I'm so pumped you read this book. Yeah, it's a, it was I didn't you know I've been trying but there are certain books that you recommend that's like yeah I know I'm gonna like it and I'm gonna read it and of course yeah. I naturally push those off but then there are the ones that you like you you bring up and I'm like hmm I don't know like I definitely wouldn't have thought of this beforehand and as much as we talked to Sean Lewis like this book was never on my radar beforehand and I know this is like this is the reason you fell in love with Sean Lewis and of course we're very excited for uh, him to get the opportunity with Spawn hopefully we'll catch up with him on that you know before that next step for image gets going but with thumbs doc it's just instantly like the first two pages I'm like every video game fan has to read this no yeah. question about it right right away boom yeah, yeah absolutely and in someone who has like their issues with technology and frustrations, like, you know, with robot citizens and all that kind of crap and <laughs> everybody being hooked to their phones all the time. Like I, I've made change. I made changes in my work life so that I don't have to be hooked into my phone as much as I was before. Cause as you well know, I was on it all the time for yeah. one of for some of the jobs that I've had in the past. Now it's just like, it's, it's changed a lot. And I, I personally really like that. And it's just interesting how like, the point where I start, it's pretty, pretty early too, where I start to think, well, not too early, but early enough where I start to think like, well, wait a second. The the people who are like are in charge of the powers and like who are in power right now, yeah, they're like trying to get rid of technology or at least certain portions of technology for a reason. Yeah. But are they good reasons? Like kind of, but kind of they're not going about it the right way either. And then like, and then you have the other side too. I forget. Oh my God. The, the cameras. Can't th- wow, you are right, right away with Camus. It's like, well, he's yeah, he's giving people stuff, but at the same time, is he doing it to control like these yeah. people because they're people who are in need? And of course, you see like the junkies who are yeah. hooked on technology too that are like hidden in the sewers. So, yeah. I um, I really like this, and I thought it's, it's a, it looked an all image episode. We talk about boom so much, and and of yeah. course, so you know, AWA, TKO, but when it comes to you know. I, I, you know, Image is a smaller publisher when compared to the big two, but, uh, man, they're, they, they're horses in their own, right? They're in a, they're in a league of their own for sure. And this episode right now is, is pr- proof of that. Like, and, and there's so many good options out of just today. I mean, Stillwater, I could easily see myself doing uh, that for next trade. Oh, it's fantastic. I've got this uh, app on my phone. It's called Counter, right? So you, Oh, you're doing that with, um, yeah. oh, uh, Freddie's doing Fre- that. Freddie was doing that. So like, I was looking at it the other day, and, and and the large part of this is because of Saga. I've been I've been ripping through Saga, but right now, as it stands, I, since I've started doing this, I've read about 175 books. 52 of them have been Image. Wow. Yeah, and then thanks to Future State, 36 uh, in DC, and then Marvels in 30. Right. So I would have thought that those books would have been much farther down the list, and then coming in at 14 is boom. And then AWA at eleven, Vault at ten, Dark Horse seven, TKO. Uh, I did so like I was a little surprised, you know, by that. All things. I'm a little disappointed. All things considered, your boom well, numbers are that low. That's well. So to, I will say this about boom: they they really haven't been pumping a lot of stuff out lately since the start of the year. There, you know, January, February, March. There hasn't been a lot of uh, stuff coming out. You know, uh, something's killing the children is now on a hiatus. Um, Man, it just so. sounds like an excuse to me. I don't know. I'm, I, I don't know, Doc. That's 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 two things in one episode. You're not you're not picking this one up, and then right, right, yep. Yeah. Boom is out. Boom is out. You know? Wow. 
No, I'm just wow. doing, Jesus Christ, Nick. Wow. <laughs> you guys heard it here first. Docked out on Boom. I think that's a good point to wrap up this episode. Yeah. No, all in on Boom. All in yeah. on Boom. But, but in all seriousness, um, that is – I did not expect Image to be your top dog right now. I don't. Well, I, I am not doing that. 20-something you know, of those books, 20-something of those has been um, Saga alone. Almost True. half of that Saga alone. Mm, you know? that, that makes then, sense. Uh, you know, um, Image has just been putting out – they've been – They've been the most consistent, mm -hmm. I say, probably since the start of the year of just putting out really good stuff. You know what we got to consider down the line, too, before we wrap things up, speaking of Image and Skybound for that matter, too, because, of course, that's uh, Kirkman's imprint over there. We got to start thinking about uh, Firepower, possibly one of us getting in on that just to see if it's worth our time. Because mm -hmm. I, I did read, I think, the first issue, and I thought it was fine, but it didn't hook me. Yeah. And that's, I mean, look, when we, The Walking Dead, huge hit show, right? And then yeah. Invincible is is getting its, it's getting a chance. And I think it has a ton of potential. I think the book is outstanding. Of course, spent the whole time talking about it. Firepower is the next big one I see the comic book community talking about too. Everybody seems to yeah. be in on that. Is that something we should maybe consider? Um, so that's something you and I need to talk about because I feel like the first arc's got to be wrapping up soon, getting pretty yeah. close to that. So maybe we'll circle back on that some point down the line. Put a pin in it, baby. Yeah. All right. So you this week uh, on, on I've heard it both ways. You guys, are, of course, always doing that on Thursday nights at 830 Eastern time. Episode yep. two of season two. Season two, episode two, 65 million years off with me and uh, Billy D 2411. Yeah. Appreciate you not saying his real name. Um, <laughs> anyways. And then, of course, over on Change My Mind this week, we talked about Zack Snyder's Justice League, as was the case with hashtag dork and uh, Mac and Goo. PCP had to catch up and do like their last week's episode on Sunday. So they did happy songs. I don't know what they did the, the night before we're recording this, but they have, you, you got a ton of PCP stuff this week. If female you're singers, top 11 female, female singers, uh, uh, characters. Oh, okay. Characters. That's what you're right. You were close to I got, I, I appreciate that. Okay. So, uh, until next week then. Uh, oh, and also T public doing a sale right now too. I should have mentioned that a lot earlier in the show, but whatever. Uh, make sure they're doing a sale right now. Go get some TLDR merch and everything else from the hashtag Dork Shared Gooniverse. Doc, until next time, stay sexy. You know it.